Now let's move on to the outlook for clean energy stocks and ETFs. And for that, I'm joined by Laura Krigger, Editor-in-Chief at Vetify. Laura, so good to have you here on the floor with us. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So I was just talking with Ben about the uptick that we're seeing in oil prices today, up about 4%, back near $94 a barrel. So we know the appetite for energy stocks this year has been very strong. But what about the other side of the spectrum in terms of clean energy? What sort of demand are we seeing there this year? You know, it's interesting because uh, you know we've seen research spiking on the Vetify platform for clean energy ETFs over the past month or so, ever since the Inflation Reduction Act kind of came back to life, I suppose, uh, from from the dead. And uh, we've seen, you know, now clean energy ETFs. There are several clean energy ETFs in our top most research tickers. It's among one of our top uh, ETF categories on the on the platform. And you know, I think it has a lot to do with the resurging performance in this space, right? We've seen performance um, of some of these ETFs go up. 20, 30 percent over the past uh, month or so. So let's talk about what some of those ETFs are in terms of investment opportunities on the ETF side for clean energy. What are the most popular that you're seeing? Well, so one that jumps right out at me is the Invesco Solar ETF. That's uh, ticker TAN. And that one has jumped about, uh, yes, 24 percent over the past three months. It's brought in about 250 million in new money. Now, that might not seem like a lot, but uh, after several months of outflows in this space, the the reversal has been sharp and it's been stark and it's it, you know it seems like it's kind of the tip of the spear. Okay, so tan you said up over twenty percent over the past three months, up eight percent year to date. So it's uh, certainly a winner uh, this year overall. In terms of other ETFs, I see on your list QCLN as another top performer or just a more popular ETF. That's one of the more popular ones as well, and it has a diversified set of uh, renewable energy stocks, whereas TAN focuses in, you know, entirely on solar. QClean is, uh, you know, it's got solar stocks, it's got uh, hydroelectric, it's got wind, it's got a bunch of different things. And uh, that's another one that investors are finding very popular. It's brought in about 75 million flows uh, in the past month or two. Okay, yeah, it's down about 6% year to date. And then finally, on the ETF side on your list, I see CNRG. That's up about 6.5% year to date. Tell me about that one. This is a really interesting one uh, that is, is probably the top performer, uh, if not in the top, then, then in the top three. And the reason it's doing so well is because one, it focuses on uh, U.S. stocks entirely, so uh, it is in the best position to benefit from the tailwinds of the Inflation Reduction Act. And then secondly, it's focusing on both the uh, renewable energy producers, but also the tech producers behind the, you know, that they're helping to fuel that. So it's really benefiting from two different angles from the tailwinds of the, the Inflation Reduction Act. In terms of which area of clean energy stands to benefit the most, you say solar. Why? I think it is going to be solar for three reasons, right? So one, it had a, just pardon the pun, stellar uh, energy er, earnings season this past quarter. Uh, first solar, Sunrun, and Phase, they all uh, had, had fairly strong reports. Secondly, I keep mentioning the Inflation Reduction Act, but it really can't be overstated, uh, you know, there's billions of dollars being earmarked specifically for the U.S. solar industry in this bill. And then thirdly, there's just a lot of existing infrastructure for solar in this country already. 
Plus, it's, it's cheaper and easier and faster to put a solar panel up on a roof than it is to erect a new wind turbine or a new hydroelectric dam, right? So those are the three. What about in terms of challenges? Because we know the transition is happening regardless of, uh, of if people want to focus on it or not, but there are certainly headwinds that could get in the way. So what are the biggest things or the biggest obstacles that investors should be keeping an eye on in terms of what could get in the way of this transition? I think there's two main risks. One is interest rate risk and the other is political risk. So on the rate side of things, you know, clean energy is growth and growth, you know, is going to be challenged in a rising rate environment. It's going to take a little bit more money to finance the debt that, you know, to finance the expansions and so on. Um, but the, the, I think the bigger risk is political risk. Um, in the same way that the Inflation Reduction Act helped give a little lift to clean energy, uh, you know, it could very well be that the midterm elections uh, sweep in anti-clean energy politicians who throw up roadblocks. So it's a question not if the transition is going to happen, but when and whether the U.S. is going to fully participate in it or be left behind by it. So I, I can see why the Inflation Reduction Act would give a boost to uh, popularity in terms of ETFs and just money going into this space. But does it surprise you at all, given what we've seen with Russia and Ukraine? And, and some may say that it shows the downfall of focusing too much on clean energy and not enough on energy independence and focusing on traditional energy at this point. I think that's a very good point, and it's, it echoes something that we're seeing in polling data from advisors. We're constantly talking to advisors on Betify, and one thing we've seen is that it's not an either-or choice between clean energy ETFs and fossil fuel energy ETFs. Or Increasingly, clean energy is seen as one part of a diversified energy portfolio that also includes energy infrastructure and oil and gas and all these different elements. And that creates a more resilient exposure to energy, um, one that can carry you through whatever the twists and turns might lie ahead. Yeah, and we had a guest on earlier, Achilles Larea, who picked BP as a top pick, not because of necessarily energy exposure, but because of uh, getting into the renewables space. So I think we're probably going to see a lot of these traditional energy companies get in one way or another. Absolutely. All right, we have to leave it there. Lara, so good to have you here with us. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your insights. That's Lara Krager, editor-in-chief of Vetify.